Welcome to Brand Slam, the winning brands podcast. This is episode Trace, the keys to multicultural branding. Here are your hosts, Steve Rosa and Joe Kayata. Hello and welcome to the Brand Slam podcast. He is Adventures founder and CEO Steve Rosa and I am Joe Kayata. Steve, today we are talking about multicultural marketing, specifically how U.S. companies increase Hispanic business. Steve, this is something you are very familiar with thanks to our multicultural team in Miami and of course in Argentina as well. At Adventures, we always wanted to be multidisciplinary. That was, that was the baseline. But then we learned we had to be multicultural too. And then we learned when you're multicultural to do it right, you have to be multi-generational. And, you know, so we have all these multiples that we're bringing in. Why Miami? We went to Miami because we saw Miami doing things, um, the wealthiest Hispanics, the poorest Hispanics. We knew that we could get all the information we needed to do things right for uh, marketing to U.S. Hispanics and you know some things to avoid uh it's it's such a culturally rich place we didn't realize at the time that miami uh, was also the commerce capital of latin america yeah and for more on how companies do that we bring in adventures director of marketing and strategy from our multicultural team in miami marie hernandez thanks for joining us we appreciate gracias. it gracias thank you for having me Hola, ¿cómo está? Bien, ¿y tú? Oh, muy bien. <laughs> awesome. Marie is uh, an exciting person. She brings a lot of energy and passion to everything. She is very representative of Latin American, you know, culture. She is, uh, we joke that she's the ultimate Latina. <laughs> so as the ultimate Latina, tell us about some of the brands you're loyal to and how did they earn your loyalty? Well, I actually like brands. Um, I mean, Latin brands here in the U.S. are growing, right? And you can see, for example, this month that we have the Hispanic Heritage Month. I love it because it's a moment to amplify those brands. And actually, as a Latin person and consuming, getting to know new brands, you know? And I also like the opportunity. When I look at a brand, I'm not specifically looking for maybe someone that is saying, hola, Latina, comprame. Not really, but like something, they're offering me something that actually was thought thinking about us, you know, thinking about us. And I can feel that in the product or on the service. And that's where I go to. And also, like, I feel like right now uh, Latin people are making difference. Uh, there are huge positions in, in different type of companies. And you can see that representation as well with the brands, with collaborations and, and stuff like that, like um, Bank Donuts did a, a Happy Meal with J Balvin a couple of years ago. There was a hit. It was such a hit that then, then later replicated the same idea with Travis Scott. So you can see how Latinos are making an impact first in McDonald's, which is like a huge change. And then you can see Bad Bunny with Adidas, J Balvin with Nike as well, Air Jordan, which is the biggest selling shoes. So those are things that you see where you see like, oh, that that's when I start to identify with brands as well and seeing like, hey, that's cool. You know, that's my people right there. It's a trillion, trillion, trillion Correct. dollar marketplace. So that's what got everyone's attention. Yes. But it's not about demographics. It's not about spending power. It's about people. Yes. Brands are about people. Meeting needs, building relationships. And we all know that when it comes to relationships, there's, you know, Latin American uh, heritage, Hispanic heritage, all about the passion. But yeah, it's true. Passion is uh, a thing that drives us. I think as a Latino, we're no fuego. We really fire people. And I, when, when I think about passion, I think about culture. And about, about, I think about like, I mean, especially when you come to this country as an immigrant, no? you have a drive. 
and, and you have a drive and you have a drive not only to succeed in a, in a different country, but you also have a drive to build your own community in that country. You know, and I'm not talking about taking space. I'm talking about like adapting between each other where I can share my culture. You can feel represented as well. You know, you can enjoy it as well. Like kind of like embracing everyone's cultures type of team, but building my community at the same time. Can you talk about the importance of companies in the United States targeting that Latin, Hispanic, Latino audience? Because they are 20% of the U.S. population. That's a big mm. chunk. Yes, it is. And I think like lately... Brands have started to understand how to target different types of Latinos. I mean, not only about, it's more like a generational type of thing. Because I, I feel that uh, before it was just like, oh, all of the Latinos, todos juntos. Uh -huh. Allá, aquí está. Hola, gracias, de nada. Right? And you will see that and you will like, eh, compra esto. And you're like, no, you know, like it's not really like talking. Uh, this is more oriented to my mom, but you're like talking to all Latinos, you know, and I'm a millennial. I mean, an agency is not also going to identify. So one of the things I'm seeing now is a better targeting according to the right audience and my product, right? My product. And another thing that I feel that I love that the brands are doing a lot is that like they're showing, I mean, they're walking their walk. So it's not only about targeting Latinos, but it's also about um, uh, how am I helping your community? You know, how am I helping you? I'm not only selling you this product and I want to like address you, but I'm also helping your community in some way. And I think that when brands do that, they're really successful at targeting Latino audiences. Absolutely. You have to know the real people. And it's not just geography. Correct. Um, it's, you know, the age groups, the way you see the world as, mm -hmm. you know, one generation is different than the, someone from the same town, same culture sees the world from there. So what we decided to do when we were building the Latin American practice um, and the, you know, the Miami multicultural practice is we wanted to, we weren't worried about um, geography. We weren't worried about uh, demographics. We focused on the people and the opportunity. And literally it's trillions of dollars of opportunity with, for brands with Hispanics. And, but you, you can't just treat it Globally. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, I, as a person that was raised in Venezuela, I mean, brands adjust their marketing campaigns to each country. I mean, they, it's the same concept, but they adjust it, right? Like, and that's fine. And that's part of their work. And that's really well done. But now when you move here, I've been being in the U.S. for 10 years now. So when you're living here and you have another type of target, it's the same campaign, but it's another type of targeting because they're trying to address everyone in the U.S., the 20% population. And sometimes there's the, that little space is where it happened to disconnect because your campaign in Latin America can be a great success because you're specifically targeting each region. But sometimes when you use that same concept to a whole broader audience of Latinos in general that you cannot like micro-target it, you know, it's just when sometimes there's a disconnect on that and I feel the brands lose on that. Yeah, and what are some of the key cultural nuances that you guys go after? Because you mentioned, like, down in Miami, it's a mix. It's everyone. You you know, you get Cubans, the Dominicans, Venezuelans. Like, everybody comes together. Yeah. So, And everybody's different mm -hmm. because of their background. So how do you, as a marketer, target the audience when it's a general population like Miami? Yeah, when it's a general population, um, I mean, what we try to do is not step on anyone's toes. You know, that's the important thing. Like, make sure that we are not offending anyone. But it's also about like being inclusive. 
I mean, I love that I'm Venezuela, but I also love being Latina, you know? I mean, I'm so proud of being a Latin person, a Latin person working in the U.S. in a great agency. So it's just like those type of things. Like when you address those type of things, like, okay, I mean, yes, we're a bunch, but it's like, okay, so those little nuances, language, ethnicity, representation. Multicultural is everything. It's so many different things. And I think it really just comes down to who needs your product, um, who and, and how do you want them to fall in love with your brand? And I think that's what we do. If there's one constant across uh, Latinas, Latinos, it's passion, Correct. right? And you want people to be passionate about your brand. So we try to get to know them, get to know the audience, uh, immerse ourselves in that culture, let the brands immerse themselves in the culture. And I love, love, love what you said about building influence by doing good. By doing world. good, correct. Yeah, actually, um, Pepsi, PepsiCo, they just launched um, a campaign called, um, I don't remember the name, but it was like Jefa Que Crecemos. Or something. It was, I had the Jefa title. So it's a campaign about a PepsiCo a giving resources to small business, Latinas business owners. One of the biggest marketing things probably going on right now is the Messi effect. Oh, yeah. It's taken over Miami. Mm -hmm. It's taken over the country. It's taken over the world, really. It's the yeah. number one selling jersey right now in the United States for soccer jerseys, uh, which is absolutely incredible. And it's making pink cool for guys. Yeah. For those who are, are listening on the audio <laughs> podcast, Steve has uh, a Miami uh, shirt on and it's pink. And it's it's kind of rebranding everything that has to do about wearing pink and it being cool. Yeah. And, and it's a huge thing right now. No, it's a huge thing. Well, I actually, I want a windbreaker that is so loud. <laughs> like I saw it <laughs> and I'm dying to have it also pink. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the Messi effect is a crazy thing in Miami. I think it's great for Miami. I mean, it's kind of similar to when you guys are talking about like the Taylor Swift effect when, when she goes to each uh, town and like uh, energizes the economy. That has happened in Miami. Like, for example, soccer, well, the um, game tickets and stuff like that, they were sold out in a second. I mean, the announcement wasn't official yet and everything was sold out, which for a moment I hope, like, I hope they don't do it so people lose their money. I was just being petty. I was just upset because I want to go to a game and they are sold out. But yeah, and then right now, for example, every place that Messi steps step in, next day, lines outside, you know, like from pizzerias. There was like this really supermarkets, supermarkets. <laughs> exactly. The Publix team was amazing because everyone was just like, hey, Messi, if you're going to go to a supermarket, go to Presidente, you know, go to support your people. It's incredible. It's been great for Apple TV, mm -hmm. Apple uh, TV Plus. It's been great for the MLS as an yeah. entire league. The fact that we're talking soccer in New England, yeah. we're talking soccer in, in, you know, the middle of the country. Correct. And it's the Messi effect. It's, it's for years at targeting multicultural audiences, the challenge was, say, uh, a Portuguese audience, mm -hmm. right? They, 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 they are used to European-level soccer. Mm -hmm. And so there was a bias almost mm -hmm. against the MLS. Like, why it, should I watch was. that? They're yeah, not that exactly, good. No. But now, Messi, you know, he, he transcends Argentina. He transcends Correct. Latin American audiences. And he's and know, a European he's audience also because he used to be in Barcelona and he was a huge star there. So and, and no, and one other thing is about like Messi and I feel with the MLS in general and um, if I were like a soccer player, European soccer player, like I will do this. Like, for example, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, he went to um, the Middle East, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think he made a mistake. No, of course, but he Money. will get, get the same. Exact, he will have gotten the exact 
yeah. amount of money on an MLS team. Like money is money. People find money. <laughs> that's that's a reality. But now I feel like, um, and we we're talking, my family and I were talking about this actually, that um, all the soccer players, instead of retiring, they're going to go to Miami, you know, and they're going to go to another team and they're going to empower the MLS, you know, because it's going to be like my retirement. And people here are like people that watch soccer here are more for the show. So I think it's going to be interesting that they display their talents before they retire in the U.S. Yeah, and I think they this has been done before. Like Beckham did it. He went to the LA yeah, Galaxy. Exactly. But it wasn't the same effect because no. at that point he was washed up. It was mm -hmm. the end of the road. Now you got Messi coming off, you know, Fresh. Fresh. Like, he's the best. Oh, World Cup. Cup. He is the, the number one soccer star in the world right now. So I think it's different. And I think that it helps that he is Argentinian. Correct. And he is in Miami. Correct. And, like, the stars align from a marketing perspective. Mm -hmm. Like, who went to a Miami soccer game before that? Exactly. Nobody. Yeah. Now it's the coolest spot to be. And that's how Miami is. You know, yeah. I mm -hmm. lived in Miami six years. Miami's a spot where it's... Whatever's going on, people want to be there. They want to be exactly. in the limelight. They want to be sitting front row when the Heat are winning. But when the Heat aren't winning, guess what? Those front rows are empty. Yeah. Dolphin game, same way. All right, let's move on to marketing research now. How should brands conduct effective market research to gain insights into the preference and behaviors of Latin consumers? Yeah, I think, well, it depends on the campaign, really. I mean, it depends on what you're trying to do, what is your strategy, what is your, um, your client's goal and objectives. And I think that based on that, I mean, research, I mean, doing market research, just when you have your target defined, like, for example, we did a campaign for Brother, that it was a campaign that it was for Mexico, it was um, Mexico and Central America. So, I mean, they are close together, right? Like Mexico, El Salvador, Guatemala and stuff, they're like right next to each other, but they have a lot of difference in language. So, for example, um, and the campaign, had, like, it was a Brother, the, um, one of our clients, Brother, the printers, so it was a campaign about like, okay, so like don't, uh, don't lose your reputation because you're printing bad paper, you know, because your printer doesn't work. So we started, it, it was a kind of like a cheeky campaign about like, yeah, like be cool, right? Like don't let that damage you, don't let a print. So we started working, for example, in, in Mexico, they have this great expression. We started like doing market research about language, right? So how do we speak that? How do we, we want to we want to be fun, but we want to do the same. I mean, same story, but in different ways. And we came up with, for example, it was not a Manches, which is not a Manches in Mexico means like okay, don't mess with your reputation, you know. Like, but in but in the rest of Central America, not a Manches is actually like kind of like cursing someone sometimes. So it's just like okay, no, we cannot use this, <laughs> but we're gonna do uh, don't disalign, which is. Uh, and, no te desalineas. Okay, desalineas, you're, you're keeping in line, you know, and they use that expression, like los alineados. So we play with that, and it was a great campaign, actually. Then we translated to the Caribbean as well. Mm -hmm. So it's not about translation. No, it's, it's about not about trans creation. Correct. So tell mm -hmm. us a little bit more about trans creation, you know, how you take it from research to putting it in. The, the old example I, I grew up with was the Chevy Nova. Mm -hmm. When they decided, GM decided to launch it in, um, you know, Latin America, it never occurred to anyone that Nova could be interpreted as won't go. Who wants to buy a car that won't go, right? Yeah. So trans creation, tell us. Well, transcreation, I mean, I think it's really interesting, especially in our multicultural department, because we get the chance, thankfully, to work with different readers at the same time. And for example, for a client Baxter in healthcare, we do a lot of uh, digital tools for them, and we do it in Spanish, 
We do it in Portuguese, and then the Spanish one, we have to like tweak it out a little bit depending on the country. Especially in the healthcare world, as you know, like um, every country has a different uh, permissions, registration, processes, and stuff. Like right? each country has uh, uh, particular healthcare laws that we have to abide. And when it comes to strength creation, we have had the opportunity to not only transcreate like concepts per se, but also transcreate our tools. So we get to adapt them, same code. For example, same code, but we get to adapt them to make that uh, user journey easier for that specific region based on our market research, uh, how much is uh, technology penetration, uh, data, uh, do the hospital have Wi-Fi, doesn't have Wi-Fi, what's the percentage of hospitals that actually have Wi-Fi? Uh, do people use data? I mean, is it, I mean, it's really different, I mean, Venezuela type of um, Venezuela type of data versus, I mean, cellular data to Colombia, you know, because it's more advanced country. And just like learning about that, we get to transcreate different tools based on that information. Yeah, you can't make assumptions. Exactly. You gotta find. You gotta find out. You gotta have um, boots on the ground. You gotta have good perspective. You gotta immerse yourself. We did a campaign around the last World Cup uh, for gamers, mm-hmm. and you know, and a lot of people here, a lot of clients and whatever, were saying like, oh, they have this image of Latin America, like, oh, there's no gaming done. What a vibrant gaming yeah, community exactly. that was down there, and mm-hmm. like high tech as as you can imagine. Don't assume, you know, whatever your picture, you know, exactly. uh, whatever you picture in your mind, may not be accurate. You got to get out there. You got to talk to people. You, you got to talk to people. Work. That's the main thing that we do. I think that's the thing that makes <laughs> this agency awesome. Is all the ad methods that we apply with our clients. We get the opportunity to do workshops with different stakeholders from these different regions at the same time. And we can see their reactions on when we ask specific questions about our market research and how they react to that question and their answers. And, and the same thing for this country as like, well. Correct. And, yeah. It's it's about people. It's not about geography. Correct. It's about business and building brands. And Steve, I actually have a question for you because you just mentioned it's about people. For you, I know you're all about culture and having the right people in the right spots. How important is it to have people like Maria in professionals who are Latino, Latinas? doing the job that they know, rather than just putting anybody in that role, you know somebody who lives and is immersed in that world. Keyword is lives, right? You know, we, we, we look at, we don't look at pedigrees, we look at people. And if people, their lifestyle, where they live, who they know, and if we can apply, match those people to the right audiences, it just helps our clients achieve their goals faster. Marie. Very important question. What is Spanglish? Spanglish is lo mejor. <laughs> sí. The best language ever. Lo máximo. Spanglish is something really out of Miami. It's a mix between speaking English and Spanish. So there's a saying like Spanglish is when you want to say una cosa and dice otra. So like you're changing your words the whole time, right? And for example, I'm a Spanglish speaker. I speak Spanglish the whole time. And I mean, actually, when we were like talking about this interview and about Spanglish, I was thinking, I mean, how do I use Spanglish? And everyone uses Spanglish differently. So there's people that actually like just say N words like dale and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But I actually like yeah. mix words between English and Spanish and stuff. When I mean, um, usually everyone speaks Spanish and English in my life. So it's easy. But for example, for my family, there's sometimes like I'm talking to them and I'm talking in Spanish, and then English, 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 and in Spanish. And I see my mom like, what? And I'm like, oh, okay. So what I was saying was, and that happens a lot. 
And now what role does that play in marketing? How important is it for, especially with the younger generation, to embrace Spanglish and to go with it for marketing millennials and Gen Z? No, I think that um, um, brands are are targeting that a lot. They're using that a lot. And I think it's also like you have to be careful when you use Spanglish of not feeling forced. Because sometimes it can feel forced. And when it feels forced, you, you don't connect with the brand, you know? So when you have like that type of, yeah, depending on your messaging, try to... Uh, speak Spanglish accordingly, correctamente. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. Again, it's just keeping it, keeping mm-hmm. it real, keeping it real. You, correct. You know, and and so it it's getting out of your head and getting into the minds and hearts of the correct. consumers you're working with. Um, it doesn't have to be any more complex than that. What are some tools for uh, brands to get started to know these important audiences? No, I think social listening is something that is really important. And that, I mean, if you want to know what your audience wants, it's social listening, right? From engagement to Twitter, actually, well, now X. And just like, I mean, even with the work that we do with our clients and the things that we develop for them and the campaigns and strategies that we do for them, it's amazing that how much research do we get by social listening. It's just a great place to understand people. It's a great place to know where their minds are. And then after that, you just go to research. <laughs> That's your first step. Like identifying an opportunity based on social listening is great. And it's not about crossover, right? No. I hate that term in mm-hmm. music. You're it's a enough. former DJ. Exactly. You know, you you are the show, right? Yeah. I hate that term crossover because, you know, uh, it's not specific audiences anymore. I, I'm listening. Everybody in this country is listening to more Hispanic music, Hispanic influences, yeah. and everyone's enjoying it. So. You know, again, don't think of it as silos. Think of it as humans. We have on our uh, website, adventures.com with two Ds, uh, multiple blogs on a number of things. And one of the ones that are up there is, is four tips on resonating with Hispanic uh, audiences. And one of the things is community. And it's yeah. a big section about it's community. Like mm-hmm. So can you talk about family, community, and traditions and how important that is for your culture. Yeah, no, I mean, traditions in Hispanics, uh, Hispanics and Latinos are very important. We're really family oriented. There is something that we really value. And also we can see in the community, like I was mentioning before, like seeing that my community is growing. I mean, my neighborhood is growing. The people around uh, next to me are also growing in their life. And I think it's important when brands tap to that, into that sense of community or helping us make our community better. All right, guess what, Steve? What, Joe? That does it for this episode of the Brand Slam Podcast titled Brand Nuovo. Thank you, Marie, for Gracias. joining us Gracias. in your expertise. Gracias. Gracias. All right, for more information on the show, you can visit adventures.com. That's adventures with two Ds. Thanks for listening and see you next time. The donation from our Ad Love charitable giving program for this episode is The Paper Bag Project, an organization that supports the unhoused in the greater Miami area. Thanks for listening. Thank you.